So back to your book, then it's called New World Order, which is a title that, you know, we've heard for some time. <clears throat> Subtitle is Worlds in Collision and the Rebirth of Liberty. You know, worlds are in collision right now. And, and I think regardless of whether people say it or not, I think a lot of people are getting a little bit uh, scared. Let's just say it like it is mm -hmm. right now about what might happen. Yeah. Uh, we could, like, uh, for example, a banking revolution, a global banking revolution, uh, could leave people with empty pockets overnight. Mm -hmm. uh, what's, what's going on well, there's here? There's a building angst, I have no doubt, among just you know, non-believers. Pe people out there, they, they don't know what's going to happen. Um, and, uh, and I think that's, uh, that's another, um, uh, thing that's, that says that uh, the new world order, uh, recognizes this too. And they're, they're preparing to, uh, preparing to give the answers people want, or they, they think they have the answers people want, but it all leads to their control, of course. And, um, but, but I can, I can see that happening. And at the same time, and what bothers me in the church so much, there seems to be, uh, people asleep. In some of the churches, not not even and the pastors and and the pews and, and the pulpits and stuff, not not even recognizing that we are in a time of uh, of stage setting for Bible prophecy. Well, I have to ask: Have you have you ever been invited to speak mm -hmm. at a church? <clears throat> well, yeah, I have to a couple little country churches way back years ago. Yeah, but, and uh, and share uh, the information in this book and other books no, you have no. written. I have waved, like I say, many years ago a few times, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it would be valuable because preaching the gospel, of course, is the number one function of the church. But I think waking the sleeping believer uh, is another function. Mm, I agree. And, and in the modern church, we find uh, a lot of sleep and not much awakening. Well, that's right. And I guess it goes all the way back to the seminaries. Um, you know, most most of the seminaries uh, they don't they don't dwell on eschatology very long. I mean, there are a few uh, Dallas uh, Theological and a few others, but this is just not one of their uh, areas of um, interest. You know, Terry has spent years as an observer. I mean, I, I think of you as a gifted observer. Because you have your fingers on so many information points, and uh, what are you hearing from your friends? Just between us, you know, nobody's listening right now. <laughs> Just between us, well, Gary, what are you hearing people say you, to you're you? You're one of my longest and dearest friends in the Bible prophecy ministry. So, uh, you and I, when we get a chance, like now, we discuss things, and it's the same with all of them. You know, when we talk to each other. Um, we get together in these books, and I do books of compilation, as you've been a number of them. And uh, so we we can kind of see what each other's writing, because each one gets to see what the other's writing and so forth. And um, we talk about these things, and we all come up with basically the same conclusions, because I think that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us in particular. I believe that's without mean trying to mean to be self-aggrandizing. Uh, I believe that God has put within us and in, in the biblical in particularly in the pre-trib view of things he's put these things into our heart and that's what has driven me to put the books together and and i believe i pray before i put each book together uh, who the lord might want me to reach out to in order to uh, present a chapter on this and i usually have it laid out in 
you know, particular order, <laughs> the, our friend uh, Dave Reagan says that I can see the old advertising guy in you, Terry, because your your chapter titles are so uh, are so wild. Some of them, <laughs> and, but I try to you know uh, do an interesting t chapter title and then assign ask each each author if they want to do it if they want to do the particular thing. But that's the way we learn more about uh, what's going on, and I believe God works through us through the, the Holy Spirit each of our spirit. Well, you mentioned chapter titles. I, I've got your book open, New World Order, and, and uh, I'm going to read a few of those. Chapter 5, E Pluribus Unum. Uh, chapter 6, The Great Illusion. Chapter 7, The Luciferian Agenda. And there is a Luciferian agenda, by the way. And I think people should be aware of that because when you see something happen, and, and you say to yourself, scratch your head and say, why in the world did that happen? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a UAP and you're saying, why in the world did that happen? Or you're looking across uh, the pond to something in Europe and you, you scratch your head and say, why in the world did that happen? And this is the question that we have. And we have the great illusion, the Luciferian agenda, the illusion of modernity. Worlds in Collusion, Chapter uh, 11, The Great Reset, Chapter 12, The New Abnormal. Wow. you know. And by the way, there is a new abnormal, and we're seeing it even in the public schools today. It's, a, it's astounding, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's why I see one of Satan's greatest attacks is coming upon the, the very youngest. Um, and when you, when you can completely turn a, a nation's... Uh, 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 chief law enforcement uh, uh, agencies into attacking the parents of someone who comes to a school board and say, you know, we don't want our children taught about all these sexual things at this age, five years, even kindergarten. And, and, and these agencies under the Constitution, uh, they call the parents who protest this uh, some, uh, as being potential domestic terrorists. Now, that, to me, is uh, is what you're talking about. Now, <clears throat> you know, what do we do? Now, you're writing this book to Christians. It's called New World Order. It's supposed to wake people up. Uh, what kind of reaction are you looking for, uh, for for the individual who obtains your book? Who And by the way, the, the information in this book is very, very compact compressed mm -hmm. yeah, there's a yeah. lot of information in 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 these pages and i give pete garcia all the all the credit for that and of course god all the glory but pete the the great credit for the way he put the book together in a lot of ways and and compact that material he's very knowledgeable about these things to be such a young man and uh, and um so uh well i don't know other than you know we do programs like this and Really, all we can do, I think, in the in the end, end game, so to speak, is to let God, the Holy Spirit, see that they're they're disseminated and distributed, and we do whatever marketing we can do, <laughs> and pray about it a lot. Of course, pray about that. That I would love to see pastors uh, receive uh, each pastor uh, that is, um, you know, as a. <laughs> Uh, s s fundamentally sound uh, Protestant pastor. I would love to see them get a copy of a book like this. And and to uh, <clears throat> integrate that into the teaching of the gospel. And by the way, we I think we're living in that time uh, when the dead in Christ are going to rise up. 
And it's going to happen in such a way, I, th I believe, in conjunction with an upheaval on Earth. I, I, I've felt for a long time now, and I'd like your opinion on this, that when the, when the rapture of the church comes, uh, it's going to come in the midst of several revolutionary events. I believe uh, there will be a huge change there. And, and I think your book reflects that. Are you talking about there may be an actual uh, kinetic war or uh, and yeah. other things going on? To I think that's very, very possible. I remember, do you remember Salem Kerbin, the author? I do. He yeah. did. Uh, you know, he wrote that book, 666, way back there. Oh, it's been been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and right in the middle of, you know, as, as uh, excuse me, as the uh, Ezekiel 38-39 war was beginning, well, that's when the rapture occurred, I think, in his book. and. And I think it could be something like that. And I have a lot of people who have emailed me and said that this is what they believe. And some of them, uh, some of them, people who are, you know, Bible students, pretty good prophecy students. Um, yeah, I mean, because the time of day, days of Lot was tumultuous, wasn't it? Yes. And, and it was tumultuous time, and it became so bad and so tumultuous, uh, despite the fact there was buying and selling and so forth going on. Uh, and more or less business as usual. There was still just beneath flowed a real um, evil uh, culture and so forth. And uh, from that culture came no doubt lots of uh, conflicts and so forth. They they would you know the, the homosexuals of the time were you know a stranger coming to town and they were they were going to uh, know them in the biblical sense. And so it was a tumultuous time. So maybe maybe. Uh, Jesus said it's going to be just like that when he yeah. next intervenes <clears throat> catastrophically into mankind's history, just like it was in the days of Lot. And we there are will be, we're certainly there. There will be a time of crisis. On, here on page 125 of your book, this part that I was kind of interested in, uh, you talk about artificial crises uh, that are created mm -hmm. by the leftists, by the globalists. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're talking about uh, 30 trillion in national debt, open borders, rampant lawlessness, uh, a new generation of self, as what, what you call self entitled narcissists here. Uh, <laughs> I think that's Pete's term, yeah. And I could read on that. Yeah, Pete, that's way with words there, mm -hmm. but I could read on and on about these quote unquote artificial crises. But, mm -hmm. but you know, when you become conscious of that, that characterizes the time in which we're living right now. Mm -hmm. Artificial crisis mm -hmm. is is well, levitated at, uh, in every quarter. That's because they're seeking control, seeking to calm people down. They want to make them, you know, have the crisis. And um, I know we can't talk about uh, some of the of the medical um, uh, stuff that's going on uh, with regard to that, but too much. But but yeah, a crisis. They develop and put fear in the hearts of people. But there's coming one great crisis, and um, and that great crisis is going to give them the power and authority they want to bring their man of sin in. And I think that crisis is the rapture of the church. God's going to provide it. Then I think all things will come crashing down, just as Jesus foretold in Luke 17, uh, verse 30, I think it was. And uh, that's the great crisis that's coming. Well, you've said and I've said for years that uh, I think the greatest function of the church <clears throat> is to restrain the evil one. Uh, we are on earth to restrain evil, and the master of that evil, Satan and his minions. And I, th I believe our, our primary role, it, of course, we blow the whistle all the time, uh, 
through Scripture. We read about what the Scripture is saying prophetically. We try to warn people. Basically, we're sounding the alarm, but uh, we're counteracting uh, uh, the, the advance of darkness, mm. the dark yeah, side. Yeah, we're, we're restraining, uh, the Holy Spirit is restraining evil through, through the church, through the believer. I believe that with all my heart, and um, and of course, in a lot of cases, you know, God inter intervenes directly too. And I think again, Psalms chapter two tells the story. You know, I'll have them in derision. I think he's, a lot of times we can see pure derision taking place, and uh, well deserved uh, humanity <clears throat> through the eyes of someone like you, someone like myself, uh, through, through the eyes of Christians, through the eyes of those who are saved and who are looking for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the world is, is, I guess, in one sense, almost hilarious right now. The, the goofy things that are happening in the name of progress, it's, uh, it, you, you either laugh or cry when you no, see it. No. That's right. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's saddening, sickening, but it also can be Humorous. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think uh, God gave us a sense of humor. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I remember in the Psalms where <clears throat> we have that famous uh, proclamation: "He who sitteth in the heavens shall laugh; he shall have them in derision." Mm -hmm. And so I think God has a sense of humor, uh, but He also is he going. He says, "I'll laugh in derision." Yeah, yeah. He's also. Uh, he will go thus far and no farther. And I believe he, we've almost reached the limit right now. I agree. And, and again, that's my own personal opinion. And I know some seminarians would disagree with me probably, but I believe that it is Satan's direct attack through the homosexual lobby and, and the trans lobby on children, on the smallest children. That's going to be the, that's going to be the straw that breaks camel back with God, I think. That's my opinion. Well, Terry, thanks for writing the book, New World Order. Uh, you and Pete Garcia, and I I appreciate talking with you. you and too, uh, thanks a lot. Oh, God bless. Thank you so much.